0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, here we go. It's that part of the program where we hunker down and uh, really drill into topics worthy of discussion. For Pizzaville, dial pound 3636. John turley Ewart is a risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Street. John, good to see you as always. Good to see you. Appreciate you coming in. Dan Moulton's not with us. He's MIA. Does that mean he's in Miami or missing in action? No, he's not here today. But could Ernie, be either. Ernie Eves, the former Premier and Finance Minister in the Province of Ontario, how's Ernie? I'm great. Hey, by the way, I got to ask because earlier this week Kathleen Wynne unveiled her portrait at the Legislature. I recall back in a day you did the same thing. I remember being there in attendance. I can't remember the likeness of the painting, but I'm assuming it looked sort of like you.
1: <laughs> so, so, but no, I think so.
0: Okay, well, you know, I, I didn't realize this, but you get to commission your own artist, don't you?
1: You do, uh, but there are parameters set around it. You can't just. Such as? Go bananas, like cost, number one.
0: (laughs) Picasso, yes, I want him to do my... Oh, yeah, what what do they limit you on, uh, cost?
1: I forget what it is. Yes, they do. And they they provide you with a list that you could choose from, not to say that you can't choose somebody else.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So some street graffiti guy, if you want. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, okay. but, uh, I mean, that's... uh, How long did you have to sit or stand for the actual rendition?
1: Well, actually, I... I was fairly lucky. I mean, I only had to put in a few days, you know, like not all day long, a few hours, a couple hours at a time, but Uh he, he takes a gazillion photographs and does it basically from that.
2: Oh, he does it from pictures. right? So, well, you know, I understand they're cutting the, that budget for that actually going forward. Doug Ford's just going to take a selfie and just pa- paste that up on the wall. So. <laughs> well, there you go. It'll save you, Ontario.
0: Well, this this would be, I guess, consistent with his approach to trying to reduce costs. Exactly. Okay. Fair it's enough. It's a
2: selfie from now on.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> well, we should have had that years ago. However, uh, good to have you guys on board. I mean, when we're talking about the Ford government, look, they're at this... Impasse with the teachers' unions. Teachers' union, uh, nine boards, including Toronto and the secondary schools, went out on strike today. Uh, Yesterday, the uh, the education minister, uh, Stephen Lecce, came out with a breakout of costs saying this is kind of worst-case scenario if we were to meet all the demands of the unions uh, based on a Me Too clause for the QP folk who settled at 1% on the the salary component. uh, The total over a three-year package would be $7 billion dollars. John, what do you make of that? Because, I mean, it's it's part tactic or strategy, uh, and maybe it's also revelatory in the fact that, you know, the taxpayer has been kept out of the loop when it comes to these kinds of hard costs. Uh, do you think Lecce was right in re- revealing those uh, kinds of things?
2: Well, I, no, I think he has to talk about them. I, I, I think there should be, you know, no... Uh you know, no one needs to think that they're not trying to save money here. Uh, you know, increasing class sizes uh, and reducing uh, the, the wage packet uh, is key to try and, you know, rein in the deficit. Uh, you know, the the fact is, is that obviously Ontario teachers are paid, uh, you know, fairly well, second and uh, highest in the country, as I understand it. Uh, and, you know, there's only really two areas where you can save money, and that's healthcare and education. Uh, and in this case, it seems that the Ford government has made uh, healthcare care uh, a priority and uh, education in order to try and manage it. They want to keep, uh, you know, wages down, increase uh, the, you know, class size uh, and also introduce, uh, you know, e-learning, if you want to call it that, or online learning. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, the, the, I think that um, I think most reasonable people see that as. You know, a doable question, the, 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 the doable approach, but how large is the class size? I mean, that's really the debate, but from the union's perspective, they want their 2%. All
0: right, they want their 2%, but uh, the government legislated, uh, as you know, uh, Ernie, Bill 124, that uh, caps public sector wages at 1%. And now we're told uh, just within the hour that uh, I guess the unions are going to file some kind of grievance or uh, they'll go to court uh, because they think this is a, quote, direct attack, end quote, on their right to negotiate their wages rather than have them imposed on them. Uh, how about the teachers, though? Do you think that the teachers uh, should also be subject to the 1% wage cap?
1: Well, uh, first of all, John and I talked about this before we came on the air. I don't I agree with him. I don't think you necessarily have to pass legislation to do it. You just have to have the will to do it. And I guess it makes it a little bit easier if you can fall back on legislation. But next government can come along and change the legislation anyway. Um, It's kind of difficult to, you know, Lecce has made some compromises from what we're told. Class size from 28 down to 25, I believe. And e-learning courses from four down to two. And so far, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not there. I don't sit at the table. I don't know what different parties are doing. But it would appear as if the OSSTF is taking a very hard line. If you don't meet our three basic demands, our three most important demands, we're not even ne- going to negotiate anymore. We're not interested in mediation unless we get what we want. Well, what kind of mediation is that? I get 90% of what I want. Now we're going to mediate? I mean, mediation should be you both start here. And hopefully you end up somewhere in the middle.
2: Well,
0: it's interesting because the original mediator, I guess, was uh, put forth by the Labor Board. Now uh, Lecce is talking about a private mediator. What's the distinction?
1: Well, I think that there are are mediators that uh, don't take into account as much as perhaps one would like the ability of the government to pay. They just assume that the government has endless pots of money and somebody asks for... 5%, 5%, and the government's offering 2%, we'll cut the baby in half, and that that will be the amount. So I do think you have to take into account uh, the government and the taxpayer's ability to pay. But having said that, you also have to guard against, um, you know, depleting the education system and maintaining the integrity of the education system, which I think is is excellent in the province of Ontario.
0: Well, that's the interesting argument. That's almost a a subjective assessment, though. What are you doing depleting the education system? So if you bring uh, the uh, class size to an average of 25 instead of the originally stated 28, sometimes, uh, you know, the unions are going to argue, well, we wanted a 22 or we'd like it to be 16 and then we'd really have high quality education. I mean, This almost seems like a a situation where the Ford government uh, is damned if they do, damned if they don't. Uh, If they capitulate, obviously, they're going to betray their base. And uh, if they actually do uh, concede or or they don't concede to the unions, they're going to piss a lot of people off as well.
2: Well, Again, I I think it comes down to, you know, what is going to be their priority? Is it going to be health care or education? I think they've decided healthcare and hallway medicine is something they really want to tackle. Uh, They've tried to reduce the number of... uh, those those units that they had to managing the healthcare system, the well, the lens. Is it a zero sum um, game though? Um I you know, I I would say to you that it's it's very challenging when, as Ernie points out, the federal government has reduced spending on healthcare from what was it, 50%, fifty percent
1: to about eighteen. Eighteen
2: percent. So, you know, increasingly you have healthcare costs consuming more and more and more and more of your budget. And the only other place if you want to meet those costs where you can do it is the other big spend, which is Education, uh, and so so this is really where where you know this government I think has put a stake in the ground and said we're going to work on, on health care, uh, and have argued that where we can find uh, you know efficiencies is in the education system, and now that's going to be put to a test. Well, they also say but there
1: that- are also other factors like the the. The increase in the number of students on a percentage basis is not very high, no. as I understand it, in the last 10 years. Yet the number of teachers, I think, has gone up something like 12% dur- during that same period of time. So there are all kinds of issues here. I don't necessarily – I'm not in the classroom every day, but I don't necessarily think that because you have 25 people in the classroom instead of 22 – the education's a lot, lot better with 22. I remember I went to school, lots of classes I was in, mind you, that's many decades ago, that had 35 people in them. Um, so
0: And whatever but, became of you?
1: I don't know. What what did become of me? <laughs> <Right. No. laughs> Some people are still asking that question today.
0: Right, but no, the point is, hey, by the way, is this all like deja vu all over again, Ernie? Because, I mean, with the Harris government, you guys dug in your heels against the teachers.
1: I, uh, really, I really think what's happening here is that the... I don't know this for a fact. I'm just surmising that I think the OSSTF and maybe the other teachers unions have already decided that they can't see to be complicit in the reductions and changes that the Ford government wants to make. Therefore, they are going to make the Ford government legislate them back to work. I think that's what's really behind this.
0: Right. And so uh, what happens? What's the outcome if they're legislated back to work?
1: Well, I think the outcome is... You're going to hurt a lot of students probably in the meantime. Um, doesn't the legislature adjourn tomorrow or the next day?
0: Right, and we've got a Christmas and, breakup coming, you know, too. It,
1: it could be brought back, but I don't think, in, I don't see anything happening before the new year. So the next move will be up to the teachers' unions, I guess, after January 1st, as to where they want to take this.
2: So that means strike, then legislate back. So that that pain comes in the strike, right? Well, all right. So there's
0: some pain with a strike, but then it justifies that the government legislates them back. Because the government,
2: does it not? Oh, no, absolutely. This is not something that that can be allowed to continue. It simply cannot.
0: Well, this is why I'm wondering, you know, if the Ford government, uh, they're damned if they do, damned if they
2: don't. You know, I really think it depends on who who wins this PR uh, battle. Uh, I would think uh, the Education Minister Lecce is uh, very articulate and has done, uh, I would say, an excellent job of putting forward the government's position. Uh, I I do think that, uh, you know, the the unions have, uh, you know, focused on class size. But as Ernie was saying, like the further you go on in the education system, you know, grade twelve, grade eleven, grade ten, that class size, I would argue, uh, uh, its importance diminishes. Remember, if you're trying to prepare people for college and for university, those class sizes in college and university right. are <laughs> huge. huge. Right. Yeah. So you know, the thing, is, what you're actually, your goal as 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 an educator for for students should be teaching people how to teach themselves. That's ultimately your goal.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because one of the sticking points that you uh, articulated of the big three has to do with the online learning courses. Originally scheduled to be four of the 30 mandatory to graduate from a secondary school in Ontario. Now it's down to two.
2: Yeah, and I think the government has to stick stick with that, and I'll tell you why. Because if you go into basically any large workplace today, all the training is all online. Almost all of it. We're talking 90% or more. Uh, for your, you know, compliance training, if you're working in a bank, uh, you know, all, your personnel training, like you know, all that kind of stuff, policies, everything's online. So if you're not training people today, uh, how to use online tools to teach yourself. Uh, When they get into a workplace and they're told, okay, like, log on to our internal website, time to train, they're going to have some challenges.
0: Well, Lecce made that argument yesterday, and uh, it seems the takeaway from that is that the unions are an impediment to innovation in the education system.
2: uh, you can understand the union's position because the more online training you have, the less teachers you have. Well, of course. And and so the union's job is to have as many members as possible and to get paid as much as possible. I get that. All
0: right. Well, uh, you also (laughs) cited health care. There's an interesting development out west that maybe Ontario could replicate or take our cues from john turley you ernie Eves on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe for free at apple podcasts google podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio